Morning Take. My name is Frank Johnson. And I'm Abraham Lawrence. And you have reached a podcast that's trying to tell you something about God and what God is doing in your life without you even knowing that that's what he's trying to do. It's Thursday. It's March the 2nd already. It's the day before my daddy's birthday. And this is episode 44. We still have Nick Seaman in the house. He's been here all week. We've had to put him up in our special lodging. Kind of like a rash. I just hang around for a while. <laughs> Can't get rid of him. See a doctor and get rid Surprise. of it. He's enjoying our uh, our uh, pork rinds down there. You know, our refreshments. That. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is your payment. Awesome. It's your stipend. Uh, we've been uh, talking about this story, and we really want to finish up. Uh, try to finish up today, and uh, it's really been a great story. Mm-hmm. Because it's such a powerful story, and there's so many storylines in it. But the one that we left off with yesterday was the guy. Jesus told him to quit sinning, and that means that he needed to really be grateful. And and see, because he he's been bitter, and and his bitterness is still kind of there. Do you see it, Abe? Yes, absolutely. Because once Jesus tells him that, and him instead of him just you know reflecting and saying, you know what. He's absolutely right. But he gets angry, and then he sells Jesus out. Yeah. He literally sells him See, out. See, he should be joyful, but but who took away his joy? The Pharisees. Yep. Yeah. They took away his joy. They're like, mm-hmm. dude, what are you doing carrying your pallet around? You, hey, it's a Sabbath day. Put that thing down. You are breaking the law. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the guy was ecstatic one second. Now he's like, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm back to sinning. Mm. See? I've, I've, I've desecrated the Sabbath. And now Jesus finds him and comes to him and says, hey, quit sinning. Do you think he's a little confused? Yeah, like, he's maybe con- I wasn't he's supposed confused. to be carrying my pallet. He's confused. He's frustrated. He's mm. aggravated. And now he kind of feels like he's put on the spot. Yeah. Mm. So like I say, I think the 38 years of bitterness has not been washed away completely. Mm. And Jesus is telling him, you need to let that go. It's time yeah. to let that go. If you don't let it go, worse can happen to you. Mm-hmm. We suppose that is, Nick. An eternity in hell. Yeah. I mean, if, he, if, if he doesn't, that's a lot worse repent, than being a cripple yeah. in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah, it's a. That's the main root of the problem is sin. Exactly. When Jesus could heal all kinds of things, and that's great on the surface. But when the root of it is sin and mm-hmm. our eternity. Yeah, a lot of things worse than just being lame. Hmm. So you might think that you're in bad shape. You might think that you know your situation's bad. But there are things that are a lot worse. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I have a guy at work, and uh, he's one of these guys, and he's the only one that's going through every anything, you know. Every day is something different, and then I just have to give him a reality check. I'm like, do you know there are kids with no legs? Amen. And your son is walking around having a good time. I know. Isn't that horrible? You know, and you're complaining, oh, he won't go to bed, and he won't do this, and he won't do that. I'm like, there are kids with no legs, man. Yeah. Hmm. And you're complaining about your son not wanting to go to bed. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Hmm. He knew they were looking for him. He knew where to find him. Is he a little like Judas here? Oh, a lot. Well, let's go back. Do you think he betrayed Jesus or do you think maybe... He's confused as to who Jesus is. I think he, to me personally, I think he betrayed him. But let's just go back to when Jesus speaks to him. 
Okay. Shouldn't he had a shouldn't he have had a repentive heart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Lord, forgive mm-hmm. me. Forgive me for my bitterness. Forgive me for my sin. Yeah. I'm just so grateful that I'm walking. But he doesn't. He gets angry. Yeah. And he storms off. And he is just like you said, he's probably looking for the Pharisees. Yeah, cuz it doesn't say the Pharisees came back to him and you know, hey, we're going to ask you again who was it? No, he went to them. He didn't even have to do that. He he went to them and told them that it was Jesus. Yeah. So he had to have been mad or I mean something because otherwise he had no Cuz you see it says the man departed and told the Jews. Told mm-hmm. them. Cuz he could have just went about his business. Mhm. Yeah. He could have and he also knew that the Jews were persecuting Jesus for what he did. Yeah. And so he knew what that word was. He and, knew what persecution was. And on about. top of that, he also knew that they approached him about the about the pallet. So they're already got they got him in their crosshairs already, so he's trying to weasel his way out of getting in trouble with them. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So does that not also go back to what um what was the other story where Jesus says you're more concerned about what men think of yep. you yep. than what God thinks of you. Amen. And he was more concerned with what... But that's what Jesus says at the end of this. He says that same exact thing. Mm. I jumped ahead of the story? You did. Mm. <laughs> that's probably where I got it. I think so. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> He's such a theologian, I'm folks. Telling you. <laughs> anyway, verse 16 says, For this reason the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But he answered them... My father is working until now, and I myself am working. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's like a song that we sing. He's always working. Even when you don't feel it, he's working. Mm -hmm. Even when you don't see it, he's working. And I like the fact that, uh, you know, we're doing this study on Sunday night at church. It goes right along with that, right, Abe? Where Jesus is our example. Amen. Our father is working, therefore we are to continue working. And that Sabbath day junk doesn't mean anything to the Lord when it comes to us trying to do something for him. That's what you feel about it, Nate? Yes. What do you think about Paul when he says uh, there are no special days? Yeah, I think Jesus fulfilled all that. I mean, Jesus is our temple. That's why, I mean, I I don't have a problem with somebody calling their church the house of God, but I believe we're the house of God. I believe that's just a building we meet in Mm -hmm. because there are people in other parts of the world that meet in in literal houses or shanties or whatever. Um, But but he is our temple. He is the Sabbath. He is all those things. Mm -hmm. And we're in him as Christians. We're in him and he in us. And we worry a little too much about what men think. Yes. Not near enough for what God really wants us to be thinking about. Mm Mm-hmm. Any cl- any conclusions that you draw from this story? No, just uh, to be honest with you, uh, I probably did notice this years ago. But when I think of that story, I just think it's a wonderful story of a man being healed. But you never been, never look at that part there where he goes and tells the Jews and all that. And and really, to me, what I get out of it now is is the root of all problem is our sin is that we need forgiveness for that more than being healed from something because this man could be healed, be able to walk, but he could still go into hell and. I don't think he's going to be spending eternity in hell saying, well, hey, at least I got to walk for a little bit. It's, you know, the real problem is the sin. So I look at that. And then in my relationship with the lost, you know, to reach them, you know, just it encourages me to, to show them that there's something. I mean, yes, we want to help you with this addiction or this problem, but the real root of it is, is you need Christ. Yeah. And the other, you know, there's so many things to unpack on this story, but initially you're focused on the wrong thing. You guys are sitting here waiting on this water when I'm right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm right here. Amen. That's good. Yeah. You know, 
lined up for days and you know he's literally right here to heal you of whatever it could be and why do we seem to have this opinion that when jesus heals somebody that they're saved yeah that's good because see he was that's good he's not saved jesus even tells him clearly you need to repent yeah or there's worse things that can happen to you now yeah. what's worse that can happen to a child of god we're going to heaven yeah. i don't believe he's a child of god I really seriously believe he, right. he did not want to repent. Jesus healed many. He healed those ten lepers. One came back and said, thank you. What happened the other night? Oh, they just went about their business. Are they going to heaven? Hmm. See, I think too many times we read these stories and we think, oh, that's great. He's healed. We'll see this guy in heaven. He's the guy that laid by the pool. I don't know if we'll see this guy. Yeah. Honestly, the way it's written right here, hmm, mm-hmm. I got my doubts. Yeah, I'm with you on Unless that. Unless he's straightened up. Because just think about it. I mean... If you're healed from blindness, you're going to be like, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for restoring my sight. This guy doesn't, he just takes up his bed and goes about his business. And why does God heal us? So that we do what? We worship him and and thank him him and give him the glory. Yeah, that's what we got to do. We got one more day to do this week. One more. (laughs) You know, I love me some Fridays. Me too. See y'all tomorrow.